Well, praise the Lord, everyone. We welcome you tonight to our Bible study, and uh, we are online and live stream only. But this is our last uh, quarantine service. We've had to forego our praise team and music and such uh, to avoid uh, any further spread of the COVID. But uh, this coming Sunday, we will be back to regular service and uh, we're thankful for that. So welcome tonight. We're going to get right into the word of the Lord. But before we do, we're going to make some announcements and pray. We have folks that need the Lord to touch them. And uh, we're going to pray for you. But let me mention a couple of things. Uh, we need you to make plans to be in service on Sunday. Praise God. So we're going to have a great time. We're past quarantine and plan to have a marvelous outpouring of the spirit in the worship service 11 o'clock sunday morning right here at apostolic tabernacle we're also making plans for a special choir and worship song fest we have it every year we call it exalt it's the tuesday before thanksgiving we move our wednesday service to tuesday and uh, just before the holiday gets here we have exalt worship November the 24th at 7.30. Now, we're expecting a big crowd, so invite your friends. Let them know this is a great time. A couple days before Thanksgiving to gather with us and have a time of worship and praise and uh, singing. It's going to be a great time. Special guests from all over the country. Some of the finest singers anywhere. So remember that. Now, we're going to uh, go to the Lord in prayer. We've gotten word that Sister Sims is uh, sick. She works with children and uh, there's been a COVID outbreak and so we're hoping that's not what it is but possibly so pray for Dana Sims John and Vera are sick with COVID but they've greatly improved and uh, that's a miracle we thank God for that and they're being treated they're doing better uh, but brother Guevara has come down with COVID and he is struggling and needs a miracle. Anybody believe in miracles? I believe God can do it and we're asking God to do it. So let's pray for divine healing tonight. Now we also want to pray for brother Sims. His uh, special needs uh, brother has passed away today. So pray for the family. Remember that family and brother, brother Sims at this time of need. Also, we're going to pray for the offering. We want to thank you for giving online when we're not having live in-person service. You can give at www.aptabupc.com forward slash give. Or uh, lots, lots of folks like to just text the word give to 678-846-6522. So let's go to God believing right now, shall we? And we're going to pray together. Let's bow our heads and let's pray together. Dear Lord, we need a miracle for precious saints tonight. Lord, I pray that those that are fearful will receive encouragement from the Holy Ghost. Lord, I pray that answers will come. Lord, we don't always understand, but we know that you know what is best for us. We pray that you'll touch Brother Lucas tonight. Lord, bring healing to him. Sister Dana, right now, God, protect her from COVID. And the Brother Sims needs a strength, Lord, from the Holy Ghost right now in, in this time of loss. I pray for that family in Jesus' name. John and Vera, Lord, are better, but set them completely free from the grip 
of this virus, I pray. Brother Guevara, Lord, needs a deliverance in Jesus' name, and we believe you for it. Now we bless this offering, and we thank you, Lord, for faithful Bible giving of tithes and offerings, and we give you all of the praise in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. <laughs> amen. Praise God. Praise God. Well, thank you for praying. The Lord is here. I feel the Holy Ghost. We're going to get right into the Word. And I'm teaching tonight a lesson. I'm going to read from Ephesians 6 and 12. And hopefully you'll be able to see, uh, see the Scriptures. But you can grab a Bible. And we're going to teach from the subject, God's War Against Evil. Now, I know that many, many people are concerned about the time and uh, and trouble in which we find ourselves with the pandemic and with sickness. Uh, we've received word of precious people that have, have uh, recently passed away, and uh, it's been a very troubling time. But Satan uses uh, troubled times and is at the heart of trouble in order to try to hinder and thwart the kingdom of God. But God has always fought the war against evil we call it spiritual warfare i want to read ephesians 6 and 12 we're going to jump into the middle here of paul's discussion of spiritual warfare and i feel that the holy ghost is going to give you the strength that you need tonight in order to to fight the enemy and have a victory and overcome fear with faith and all the things that are necessary. So Ephesians 6 and 12, let's read it together, shall we? For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness in this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. God's war against evil. So there is an invisible enemy, and, uh, and there is an invisible kingdom. In fact, God himself is invisible, and therefore the, the most important spiritual matters that exist happen in an in invisible realm. So the Bible here tells us we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against four invisible enemies, evil rulers, evil powers, forces of darkness, and evil spirits. Of course, we, we wrestle many things as well. We wrestle uh, in our own selves, and people are hard on themselves, and so on. There's kind, all kinds of battles. But I'm speaking tonight about the war against evil. There may have never been a day like we live in. I believe the Lord is coming soon, and I believe that God is wanting to give you victory and help and strength in your time of trouble. What, whatever is going on in your life, you can know that God is going to win the battle. Now, this word wrestle, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. This is interesting because the Greek word is pale, which is a what we call a hapax, which means it's which is the word in Greek once. So it's only used one time. So of all the word, it means to fight 
uh, or to struggle, but it's a special word. And Paul has grabbed it out of the uh, what you might think of as the Homeric Greek of the past to use it to describe the spiritual battle, not not the battle that you would have if everybody went into a like a, a field and everybody fought together, but individually wrestling or fighting hand to hand. And so it is God is able to give us strength to stand in whatever circumstance you're in and give you the sword of the spirit and the power of God to make a difference. You can, you can fight the forces, the invisible forces of darkness with the very wrestling of the spirit against evil forces. Now we're going to go to uh, Psalms. I want to read uh, from Psalm 91 for just a moment. This would be a, a perfect time to, to bring it up. So even though we fight and there is a spiritual battles going on, a lot of people don't think there's a spiritual battle because they just think, you know, it's just go to the grocery store and, and, and you know, terrible things happen, but there's no such thing as evil because if they have admit there's evil, then they would have to admit that there is a judgment and that there's good and that there's the God that is good. So uh, many people just ignore it. But the fact of the matter is that even though we fight against evil in our world and God is bringing us into this battle, he loves us enough that he gives us power. The Bible said after that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You're going to receive power. There is power to do what you need to do in your life. And, to, and there's joy unspeakable and it's full of glory. In other words, the things that you need in life come from God and they're spiritual. They're not things that you get uh, in a diet or you put on the table. They are things that you receive in your spirit. So victory comes through the spiritual realm of faith and prayer. Hallelujah. You pray and trust God and you will see the miracle that God wants to bring to your life. Psalm 91 11, for he shall give his angels charge over thee. I'm, I'm talking to somebody right now. He will give his angels charge over thee. See, the devil's job is to make you think that you're not good enough, that God's not going to do that for you because you didn't cross every T just right. But he loves you and you love him. All things work together for good to them that love God to those who are called according to his purpose. And he is going to give you the victory. And one of the avenues of victory is through faith and prayer, he is going to do marvelous things. And even though we don't see them, there are angels all about us. He shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. You hear that, devil? He's going to keep them in all their ways. Now, someone said, well, maybe, maybe once in a while. No, in all of thy ways. The, the angels are there and about God intended for it to be. And the spiritual world and the, and the physical world meet together. And God uses it to bring about a battle against evil. In fact, the evil uh, demons that fell from heaven, they, they recognize that God has a plan to someday end all of the evil that's in this world. And, and clean up the universe from, from sin. Now, Psalm 34 and 7 says, and if you can see that, let me read it. The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him 
and delivereth them. Now, the word fear doesn't always mean that you're scared to death. It's basically, the Hebrew basically means like you're in awe of God, and therefore you respect God, and you have, uh, you have a, a, a response to God that is, that is humbled and so forth. It, it's a reverence. I mean, it, it's, it's fear, but you, you can't just think of it as, you know, biting your nails. You have to think of it as a fear that reverences God. The man that reverences God, I don't care what the devil says, when you reverence and love God and fear him great things begin to happen in your life and he delivers some some of you need a deliverance right now you're looking for an answer because of the the circumstances of your life so God's angels get involved in our daily lives and God's working on our behalf now some people you know get nervous about that oh the angels are around and so on but in fact, they are. They're daily involved in bringing deliverance and helping us. How many times would you have not made it had God not uh, let a miracle happen? You, don't, you didn't even know what had happened, but God saved you because of his mighty power. And these forces battle evil on your behalf in the spiritual world. I'm going to go a little bit further. Let me look at Colossians. Uh, we were in Ephesians 6 and Psalms, but let's look at Colossians 1 because I want to remind you of those. I want the, uh, I, I know I'm not thinking I'm going to convince you, but I'd like to at least make an effort at it. It says, for by him, that is uh, God, were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible. Therefore, he's describing here creating a, an order of physical things and, and humankind. For example, we're locked into our universe, but angelic uh, creation, they're not locked in. They have, they have supernatural ability, way, way very different than we have. Now, we have all kinds of marvelous things that we can do, but we cannot, uh, you know, for example, go to another planet by just wanting to be there and so on. But the angels were created as an to be invisible to this realm, and therefore they cannot be seen. And he created them, and he had a purpose. He says, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, another of the four things again, all things were made by him and for him. And therefore, no matter what the devil says, the devil wants you to think that he's, that he's able to do things he's really not able to do. But your, your trust in God... Uh, gives you authority over the angelic realm and over this, the forces of darkness. And so suddenly, uh, when you need it, I don't mean that you, know, you wake up and you need to get a pencil so you ask the angel to go pick it up. I'm talking about allowing yourself to let God be God. Whatever God wants to do. I want to pray for you right now. Father, whatever the need is in the life, I ask God that you will help us right now. Someone is wondering how they can even get through tomorrow, but you're going to give them strength because your word is true and it is lifting us into your presence and we thank you for it in Jesus name. Now let's go just a little bit further. I want to take this a little bit further. Isaiah 54 says that no weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. 
And every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. We have a heritage from God that it comes through the Spirit. We have a, a, a promise, the promises of God. As the old song says, every, every promise in the book is mine. If God said it, we can depend upon it. And we can know that no matter what happens, no matter what we face, God is good and God is great and he will help us. And this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and their righteousness is of me. You're going to know that uh, these righteous things that come about have come from God because we have a heritage and we are servants of the Lord. And so it is that God is going to help us and give us strength. And God is fighting the battle against sin. Now, what often happens is people get all caught up in sin. You can't uh, overcome sin if you're all caught up in sin. You have to, you have to be delivered and find the grace of God to, uh, to find salvation and grace. In fact, we'll look at that in just a moment. But I want to read Psalm 121. The Bible says in Psalm uh, 121, verse 7, the Lord will preserve thee from all evil. Now, sometimes people hear this kind of, uh, of promise and they think, well, I know, but, but you know, things happen and what, what if I stub my toe and so on? Uh, God is not saying that we are never going to have a problem. He is saying that he will protect us from all evil. He's going, not every single thing, he's not going to make it so that, it, listen, if, if you don't drive properly, you're going to have a problem, but God will protect you and he will keep you and he has promised to do so. He shall preserve thy soul, the Bible says the Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. the Lord will protect you and so I in Jesus name I claim that some of you that are struggling and facing circumstances do you know how difficult it is uh, for us not to be able to have service in the building and trying to protect people from from uh, from this pandemic and 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 then to try to be able to communicate effectively the things of God especially in a world that is all caught up in itself and all caught up in what it thinks is fine and trying to tell God what to do but God is still God and God is able to help us and give us revival even in the time of trouble now here's a very powerful scripture second corinthians 10 we're going to read two verses it says for though we walk in the flesh or in the fleshly realm that's what that's talking about although we are living in the realm of humanity and we're we're just human beings we do not war in the flesh in other words even though i'm just a man i'm not limited to only carnal means i have available to me and you have available to you spiritual weapons and spiritual things and ability that god has ordained for example angels all about us and God has given us in this walk in this world because we have the heritage of the Lord he has given us more than just a carnal or fleshly uh, ability for the weapons he says of our warfare are not 
carnal. They're not fleshly. We don't get their weapons. You know, some people say, well, then I'll, I'll knock their block off or I'll, or I'll in other words, you take, you're taking charge in a very carnal way, but you don't have to do that because God is in charge. No matter what happens, God is still in charge. The weapons of our warfare are not fleshly, but mighty. Can you say mighty? They're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And so it is right now. I want to pray for you, Father, in Jesus' name. I pray, Lord, that every stronghold will be brought down. I pray that every concern, Lord, every, every fear of the heart, Lord, will be brought into into your will and purpose, oh God, no matter what it is, that you will bring healing and faith to each and every one. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Now, I want to use this as a parallel. I'm going quickly because I've I, I got a couple more things I want to get to. Second uh, Samuel 17 is the story of David and Goliath. I want to, and I know it's very, very familiar, but I want to look at the principles for defeating the Goliaths in the battle against evil in your own life. And they're very, very simple, but I want to read beginning in verse 32. It says, and David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail because of him. Thy servant will go. David said this to Saul, thy servant will go and fight this Philistine. So you must be willing to get involved in the battle. And so it was with David. I will, uh, he said, thy servant will go and fight this Philistine. Now, <clears throat> so I'm using the story of David as, as most preachers have in this symbolic way that just as David fought Goliath, the giant, so we fight giants in our own lives. Secondly, always resist the doubters. The doubters are going to attempt to try to make you believe that you don't need to be enthusiastic. You don't need all that worship. And, and it doesn't really matter. Just watch television till the till dawn. That, that's the way the world thinks about things. But you, you know that God is able to give you victory when you trust in the Lord and you are willing to get into the fight. And Saul said to David, Thou art not able to go, for thou art but a youth. But you have to resist the doubters and not let the doubters keep you from doing the right thing. They'll try to push you, especially you young people. Listen to me. They'll try to get you to do things you shouldn't even be involved in. They'll laugh at you and so on. You just, just forget about it. Now, number three, be faithful in the little things. If you're going to win the battle, if you're going to bring down the giant, you have to be faithful in the little things. And thy servant kept, David said, his father's sheep. And there came a lion and a bear and took a lamb out of the flock. So David tells King Saul that God allowed the spirit to come upon him and he defended his flock in back on the hillside nobody even saw it it was just him and God and so it is you have to be faithful if you are going to win the great battle you have to be faithful in the small battles as well number four 
You must believe for victory in each of your struggles. You can believe God. Now, I know there are times some battles seem like, whoa, I, how am I ever going to get past this battle? But if you will believe God, he will give you the strength that you need. David said, I went out after him, that is, uh, this lion and the bear, and smote him and delivered it out of his mouth. So they took the lamb and he uh, went out under supernatural strength and, and saved the lamb. And when he arose against me, I caught him by his beard and I smote him and slew him. And so it is. Now many of you have uh, you've been out on the hillsides and, and you don't think anybody's noticing, but God moves upon you and God is moving on you right now. It seems like uh, you, you're wondering, especially many, many people are getting way, way, way too discouraged and depressed in all of this lockdown and all the stuff that's going on around us. But when you begin to feel the Holy Spirit in your life, that is God's way of saying, I'm right here. You are not alone. And what you need to win the battle, I have given you my spirit. And it came upon him and he smote the enemy. And so it is so we can do it as well. Number five, fight to win your present battle. He says, thy servant slew both the lion and the bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them, seeing he has defied the armies of the living God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. And so it is. We can fight our battles if we will be prepared to do it. Now, we're going to go back to Ephesians. We're going to go to verse 11, chapter 6, 11. We've already read 12, but I want to read one verse here, and I want to talk about the armor, the armor of God. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Wiles are just basically tricks. The devil pulls all kinds of tricks and, and parlor games and tries to defeat you. And the armor of God are six things. I've listed them here. If you're looking at the this fella, you'll see that first of all, at the at the helmet you have salvation. And so that's that's the that's the number one thing. You've got to have salvation. And so you need to tell yourself, have I been baptized in Jesus' name? Have I repented of my sins and been baptized in Jesus name and have I received the Holy Ghost speaking in other tongues you need salvation you need to receive his name and his spirit and find salvation because salvation is the helmet then you come down and you see that he has the uh, the, the shield of faith. And so we have salvation and faith. And then there's the breastplate of righteousness. So we have salvation. Many people don't think holiness and righteousness has anything to do with it. But it is a great and mighty weapon in the defeat of evil in our day. In fact, it, it, with your evil, how are you going to defeat evil? Righteousness means that you have become like the Lord. 
You're in good standing before God. You're holy just like he is holy. Be ye holy, he said, for I am holy. Salvation, faith, righteousness, and then the word of God itself, which is the, the sword of the spirit. So the sword of the spirit is the word of God. Many of you, you can't spend three minutes in a Bible study, but you're all day long doing all kinds of other things that are basically uh, valueless And so you need to find out how powerful the word of God is. And then the truth is wrapped around uh, the, the waist. And so you have the word of God and the truth, which, of course, they're all wrapped up in the same package because the word of God is true. It is absolutely and totally and completely true. And the truth comes from the word of God. And then, of course, you have the preparation of the gospel. So you have salvation, you have faith, you have righteousness, and the word of God, the truth of God, and the gospel of Jesus Christ. The death, burial, and resurrection. Without the death, burial, and resurrection, then there is no hope. There is no defeating of evil. And you know, Satan hates nothing more that he hates the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, let's keep going. we got a couple more things here I want to look at. We're almost there, and we're going to look at uh, uh, verse 18. I don't know if you've noticed this, but I want to add this to our this dimension of God's war against evil. There is no such thing as winning a battle. You say, well, I've got the armor, and I've got the sword, and all that. Well, that doesn't make a bit of difference if you haven't prayed. You receive the armor of God by praying in the spirit. I want us to pray right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray right now that someone will know in their spirit if they can cry out to God. They don't have to be in a great building, although they could come to this building. But Lord, they can have the spirit if they will enter into the spirit of God and pray in the spirit hallelujah and give them the victories that they need tonight so here you have we have a soldier this this is somebody's rendition of a soldier and so uh all the armor and the sword and all the rest doesn't mean a thing if you're not on your knees seeking god ephesians 6 and 18 i'll read a little of it praying always with all prayer Everyone say all prayer, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. So you're to be praying that that basically means to be praying all the time. And and I don't mean under your breath and like you're a nervous uh, uh, basket case. I'm talking about coming back to prayer, believing in prayer. You know how many people are bored to death with prayer and they are not victorious when you pray and you get into the spirit and you're praying in the spirit then everything changes when god's warriors go down on their knees the battle is not over it has just begun and so it is lift your hands with me right now father we are not backing down we have only just begun because we are on our knees lord and we are giving our hearts to you and trusting you because lord we have the heritage lord we are servants of the lord and have the heritage of the lord let's look at one final scripture 2 Kings chapter 6 
And I hope they've been able to follow me. I've, I, I forgot all about, <laughs> about helping them to follow me. But the Bible says, now you, you know the story of Elisha and the, uh, the Syrian army surrounded the city. And, and the servant was completely bewildered. And Elisha said to the servant, fear not. And that's what I say to you tonight. Fear not. Trust God. All the evil. You know the Lord's Prayer. Do you pray it? I pray the Lord's Prayer a lot. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us. That is exactly what God wants to do. He is going to deliver us from fear and from our circumstance. He's, not, he's going to give us what we need to live as he wants us to live. Now remember, this, this world's not our home. We're heading to somewhere else. But as long as we're here, we have the heritage of the Lord. Fear not, Elisha said, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. And that is always true when you're a child of God. Let's bow our heads together. Father, tonight, I pray that the struggles that someone is facing today will be overcome through prayer and seeking God, humbling ourselves before you, Lord, I pray the gospel will not be thrown away for some, for some sideshow. And I pray that we will not lose our way, Lord, just because we're not perfect, that we will long for holiness, that we will long for righteousness, and that we will change our lives, O oh Lord. And when the devil comes in all about us, we can lift up our eyes and see that we do not need to fear because more are with us in the Spirit than are with this ungodly world that's all about us. So, Lord, we put our confidence in you, and we thank you for the word of God. Make it rich to our lives. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen and amen. Thank you for joining us tonight. God bless you. We will see you Sunday, 11 o'clock, and we uh, are praying for you. God bless you, each and every one.